We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Bruce Pearl. Sean Shire. Sean Miller. I love the field of 16. I listen to you guys every morning. Are we still live? UConn wasn't on my radar. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, the only way to keep up college basketball is through the field of 68. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff Goodman. He is Robbie Hummel, and he is uh, along for the ride. Along for the ride. How are you? I'm good. I haven't seen you in a week. Actually, you know, I had many people ask me, where is the podcast? And I told them I was ready at the Park MGM to wait and stay after and record. And Jeff hates working hard so much that he he's addicted to going to the gambling tables and and the blackjack tables. And he he pieced him and Doster. They didn't care about it. It's your your company. you, You and his company. Doster was actually working. He was breaking everything down. So I can't throw him under the bus. I, I like to. I cannot throw him under the bus for this one. You only had 15 minutes. We decided we were going to go downstairs and play a little blackjack. But then you were like, I, I think your debit card didn't work or something. You couldn't get any money. No, I, uh, the, the, the ATM team. was far. I had to go to the airport, dude. So, right. I, so you, you spotted me 200 and I won you $1. You gave me $200 and I gave you back 201. So you owe me a dollar. Also, I just got to say, you know, Farnham was there, obviously, because he's he's a West Coast guy. He covers those, uh, whether it's the Pac 12 or WCC or mostly WCC for him. But he he was sitting next to me and I would, we need to find the footage of me throwing a dime across the, across the ballroom. And landing this pen cap legitimately it was like, it was like 15 feet. It was like 15 no, feet. At First least 30 all. feet. First of all, I have a cannon. Second of all, my accuracy is unmatched. Right in between you and Doster. Could not have been better. And then the look on your face of actually being pissed for, I think you were mad for two or three seconds. You were actually mad. We got to go back into the live stream and find the places where you were pelted with the pen by, I was, by I was this so shocked. right here. I was so shocked because I've never seen you throw a pass in your entire <laughs> life. So That's not the true. fact that you threw That's it. Not true. I was an unselfish no. player. I passed. Etwan Moore and Juwan Johnson would disagree. I don't think they would. I really think they would say I passed. I don't know if anybody would ever say I did not pass. That was not the issue. Now saying no. I didn't defend? All right. Maybe. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe yeah, that. Please. That, that that was that was clear. That was clear. Trust me. I was a good help defender. Good help defender. Yeah, sure, sure you were. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm in New York here. Big East uh, Media Day is uh, tomorrow. Then we're headed down to the SoCal Media Day, which should be fun. Uh, well, you live a rough Asheville. life, Charleston and New York City, or Asheville, yeah, well, Asheville, and New York City. Rough. Yeah, I'm, I think I got 50 days till Charleston though, so you can you can start the countdown, the official oh countdown. God, um, the countdown is on. By the way, uh, you you didn't believe that the search for the Robbie Hummel statue continued. You did not believe it when I tweeted it. I know it. It's just fake. You made your daughter and her classmate do that, which is (laughs) she did a good job. They both did a good job, but it's not going to happen. It shouldn't happen. (laughs) I hope it doesn't happen. 
Hey, did you like the 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 one woman uh, and her daughter when they asked? <laughs> Do you, do you know who Robbie Hubble is? And the woman's eyes were just like, uh, no, I have no idea who he, who he is. At your I'm, home. I mean, this is your home. This is where you grew up at Purdue. You're supposed to be a star. Everybody's you know supposed to know who you were. You know what my favorite part of Pac-12 Media Day was? Go ahead. I think every coach came up to me and said, I am so sorry that you do that podcast <laughs> with Jeff. That was my favorite part. They literally, even, even Tommy. Tommy Lloyd was like, man, he, that's tough for you. <laughs> and I think they, they question your Arizona loyalty with some of your, your hater takes. Yes, they do. They always have actually. Uh, I once, <laughs> I, I, once as had, well. I once had to check in. I swear, swear I had to check into my hotel in Tucson under a fake name years ago. <laughs> what year? True. Uh, I don't know if that was like early Sean Miller. It had to be early Sean Miller era i guess i don't know you were probably associated you had an espn association at that point too yes i think so that would have that would have hurt the cause no it was well before that it was well before that yeah it was are you talking like the chase bunger era or like channing fry era neither because sean miller wasn't there for either oh wait you're saying sean miller i I thought you meant before sean you're saying no before early sean early sean days so it would have been so like, like Derek, the Derek Williams teams. Yeah, maybe a year or two after that. Dude, you're even. such a coward. What name did you check in under? Like Bruce Wayne? I don't remember what it was. I don't Vin, remember what Vinny Chase, was. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I might start doing that. I Dude, that's what all the good doing. NBA players have, like aliases like that. What, what was the best one? What was the, the funniest one? one to me ever was when Kevin Garnett got traded to our team. And I was looking at the rooming list, and it was like Ricky Rubio, 419, Robbie Hummel, 421, Corey Brewer, 423, Bruce Wayne, question mark. <laughs> and no one knew what room he was in either. I love that. I think that is so funny. That is so funny. And, but you know what? In fairness to him, he was a legitimate superstar known around the world. And he was the only guy that even Kevin Love didn't have that. He was probably the, the most famous guy to play with up until then. But then KG was a different level, right? So, but it was still funny to be like Bruce Wayne question mark is is sick. Do you think if right now if you called Kevin Garnett and you said this is Robbie Hummel, do you think he he'd have any idea who you are? So I wondered this because he played for twenty one years, and if you play for twenty one years, you play with a lot of guys. And I was only with him for like four months, but I will say I saw him at a FIBA three on three tournament in LA in 2019. And he was like, what's up, hum? That's what he always called. So he honestly, that maybe someone told him because I had, I was there or whatever, but who knows? I, I always, you know, he is, he's at a different level. He played with so many guys, but the one interaction I've had with him since we were teammates, he didn't know who I was. That poor dude. I mean, think about you defensively and how good he was as a communicator and and how he probably had to make up for your defensive liabilities. I mean, I was a good communicator. Talking wasn't my issue. It would have been actually (laughs) guarding. Moving was your issue. Please look up. We need to go on synergy and look at what my defensive rating was. My, my two years in the NBA. We'll see. We'll see. Strong positional defender. Knows the sky according to who? According to who? Synergy. Let's pull it up. If you want to talk, I, I want to see the scout. I want to see an opposing team scout from back well, when they had you. How are we going to find that? You know what it said. Weak ass defender. All right. Go you know him. what? We're going to go, go to the data. We're going to go to the data right now, and I'm going to tell <laughs> right you what now. Synergy says about if I can get on here. I think we're going to have to do this next week. We don't have time for this this week. You can you can go. You're sitting in a hotel research. room, not doing anything. How do we? No, not no, we're, have we're time? moving forward. We're going to move forward with the spot. We have we have topics to cover. All right, we well, you move forward, topics. and I'm going to keep I'm going to keep searching for. Uh, hold on, this will take right. 20 seconds, but move right. forward if you please. Well, I'm just going to I'm going to intro what the topics are going to be that we're going to talk about today, and, okay. and by then you'll hopefully have the info. Uh, we're going to talk. Each one of us is going to pick our five teams that we think oh, can win the whole thing. Oh, oh, oh. I knew it. I knew it, dude. Oh, no. Oh, Rating. No. What? Good. 
<laughs> all possessions good half court good out of bounds on the from the side out of bounds excellent defense <laughs> after timeouts below average but we can't be great last four seconds of shot clock excellent man-to-man very good talk that noise some more and that was a team that won 16 it. games all right you're prior you know very, what i think you're gonna do good. Hey. very good on all positions half court very good out of bounds on the side i was average but after timeouts excellent why were you so bad out of timeouts i'm not no in my first year i was excellent in the 96 percentile of the nba so keep talking this this noise here jeff you know what you've done you've inspired me you know, you, you inspired me. The analytics now, don't lie. All right. You you've inspired me now to reach out to about ten players that you went up against in the NBA. <laughs> no, I want you to knock them. I want you to ask my coaches. Ask my coaches what they thought of my my defensive prowess. All right. Now it's time to really get down to business here, and and we have three topics we're going to talk about today in the podcast. One, five teams we each think can win it all or will win it all. One. The coaches with the most pressure on them. Not hot seat, but coaches with the most pressure on them and what level of pressure they're facing. We'll talk about certainly John Calipari among those. Uh, And then five of the most important players, not the best players, but five of the most important players in all of college basketball. So it's going to be a little rapid fire so we can get through this whole thing, Rob. Let's start with uh, the five teams that we think can win it all and, and why. And uh, okay. I, I'm going to kick things off. I'm going to kick things off with with your boy, John Shire and, and Duke, uh, because they do have all the pieces. They've got a elite point guard, I think, in Tyrese Proctor. He hasn't shown he's elite yet, but I think he's going to be elite. But the jump Not, is coming, right? I think we all agree the jump's going to be there for Proctor. Yes. Yep. Filipowski, as long as he's healthy from the double hip surgery, one of the best players in the country. Preseason yep. first team All-American. Uh, by the Associated Press. Uh, you've got some good young players. I think Jared McCain's going to have a big year. You've got glue guys like Mark Mitchell. Uh, you've got backup bigs like Ryan Young. Like, they just don't really lack a whole heck of a lot. Would you, you know, argue that maybe shooting could be an issue from the perimeter, maybe, for this team? I mean, I, I, I think, think Duke so. is going to be there, too. But you, you you're, yeah. you're confident with that? Right. I just think they've got really good overall shooting enough, right? Filipowski can make shots from deep. Proctor can shoot it from deep. Didn't shoot it great early last year. McCain can really shoot it. Uh, yeah, I, I think they got enough. I think they got enough. And I, I don't know how you, if you're making a list of five teams that can win it all, I'm not sure how you could leave Duke off. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I got him on mine. So uh... go ahead. Who else you got? Uh, Kansas. I have the Kansas Jayhawks, even even without Arturio Morris, you know, Dewan yeah. Harris, big time point guard, great defensive player, stirs the drink, um, shot a respectable percentage from three. Nick Timberlake, he needs to make shots yeah. for this team, certainly, because it's going to be an interesting fit with KJ Adams and Hunter Dickinson together. Um, and I've seen Hunter play plenty with a four man that has struggled to make shots from three. So if if that, you know. If the shooting's not there on the perimeter, because KJ Adams really isn't a three-point shooter, he, he's a facilitator, he's a big-time athlete, he's a tank, um, then I would think Hunter's going to see a lot of doubles like he did last year. But the yeah. the talent is there. McCullers a really good college player, big-time defender, El Marco Jackson, uh, big-time freshman, and then just the depth you know that they'll throw at you with with Zach Clements. I think Parker Brown is going to get a chance to get thrown in there. Jamari McDowell talented freshman and then i'm really curious to see what johnny furphy is you know i this australian player that nobody knows much about but you know bill self is is just a terrific x and o's coach and they have a ton of talent so the kansas jayhawks are on that list for me yeah they're they're right there with me too it's one a duke one b kansas the only thing i worry about with kansas that i don't worry about as much with duke is the perimeter shooting I think it's more of a question mark for for the Jayhawks than it is for Duke, but they've got everything else, and I think they can win games on the defensive end where I'm not sure Duke can do that yet. I think Duke's going to outscore people. Kansas is going to win some grinders this year when they don't make threes. Uh, Next for me, I'm going in your league. I'm going Michigan State. Um, I I just – I mean, Tom Izzo and veterans and good guards – 
and enough good guards that you're not relying on AJ Hogard, right? Like you got Tyson. Look, there's other guys, you know, if he's on one of those nights where he was so up and down last year, if he all of a sudden's on one of those down nights, you know, you could go Tyson Walker and throw Jeremy fears out there. Cause it sounds like fears is going to get an opportunity. I'm not saying he's going to start over those guys, but it does sound like he is going to be in the mix. No, they love fears. He's going to play because he's tough. And again, he's consistent with his approach, which I think is, it's not even like Hogarth up and down in games. I think it's Hogarth up and down in practices too. And sometimes again, that translates, right? If you're up and down in games, a lot of times you're going to be up and down in practices. I think that's Izzo's biggest issue. And I think now he can just say, you know what? If you're not playing well, we'll sit your ass down. And we got Jeremy Fears right behind him. Uh, but I, I think Michigan State's got almost everything. I know Jackson Kohler's hurt now, but you know that that's still the one thing that worries. Well, the big, the big situation five. has got to be. Yeah. I mean, Sissoko, if he was, I don't want to say their backup. If he was playing fifteen no, or twenty right. minutes a game, you're I would right. say okay, they um, can win it all. Yeah, but yeah. I j- look at the way Purdue manhandled Michigan State last year, and at the rim, they were not good defending so that yeah. that would be my concern yeah. i think jay nakins still could be a guy that that breaks out i, I yeah. really think that last year his foot threw him off Malia call is back uh we didn't talk about xavier booker he's gonna be fascinating big time player but is yeah. he ready is he tough enough is he you know is does he does he overcome Kohler, if Kohler's healthy, Carson Cooper, Marty Sissoko. I, I don't know. He's going to be Khalil Ware. That's who he's going to be from Oregon last year. He's going to be Khalil Ware, where he's going to play like 12, maybe 15 minutes, average five or six points a game. He'll have a couple nights where didn't, the NBA... Didn't Ware average more than that? I mean, I, I a couple games early, Ware had some good games. He, But I know he didn't play well at the end of the year. I think he averaged like six points a game. Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was disappointing. So uh, I got Michigan State. Do you have them Spartans on there too? Yes, I do. All right, go ahead. Next? Uh, Purdue. I'll stay in the Big Ten. Uh, That's probably going to be considered a homer pick, but you you just – No, not really. You can't look at their talent and say that they don't belong there. Um, Edie, you start there, National Player of the Year – you know, preseason national player of the year. And then I think the fact that their freshman guards are now sophomores, Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer. I, I think Braden Smith takes the next step this year. I, I really do. He was good as a freshman. I think that he is going to be big time as a sophomore. They're super high on Trey Coffin Wren. They're going to play him with Edie a lot. He can really score in the post. I'm a little curious as to how he shoots the ball just because of the spacing. Right. That you could see that that could be a little funky if you got two guys on the block. Um, but and then I think that three position is up in the air. Is it Ethan Morton? Is it Lance Jones? Is it Miles Colvin? Is it Brian Waddell? They're really they're pretty high on him. And then their front court depth is is tremendous yes. with Edie, Kaufman Wren, Caleb First, Mason Gillis. I mean, how many teams can throw out four yeah. guys like that? They will crush you on the glass. They need to shoot the ball better from three. But I do think that this Purdue team is better equipped to be dynamic and have some guys that can get to the basket while also getting some stops. And I, I just didn't feel like that last year. You know, I think Lance Jones helps in that regard. Miles Colvin certainly helps in that athleticism regard. Cam Heidi, who redshirted last year, helps in that regard. He's like a six, seven wing that I mean, in layup lines as a red shirt, you're like, this dude's like windmilling and yeah. doing crazy stuff. He's really athletic. Um, I just, I think that they have a great chance. I really do. Their guards have got to play well. They got to make threes, but you've got Edie and it's all going to center on him. I'm with you. I picked Purdue too. The only thing I worry about with Purdue, honestly, is, is the rotation. Like they have too many guys right now. Oh, like how do you, you get everybody happy? Out. Yeah. Right. Everybody right. Happy. Am I wrong on that? Like, no, I mean they, it's a heck of a problem to have. But I, I mean, you've got four dudes in the front court that are really good, and you've got a bunch of guards that are really good. So they're they're gonna have to figure it out. And you're gonna and play. So, maybe the thing could be sacrifice is gonna someone's gonna have to sacrifice probably a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I think like an Ethan Morton is gonna see his minutes cut. I mean, those but then I heard he guards. played phenomenal in the scrimmage. They have those three scrimmages, and supposedly yeah. he was big time. So well, and he's gonna be because he's a veteran, he knows how to play again. You're safe with Ethan Morton, you're safe with him. 
you know, I, I just but think can you get again, someone that maybe lifts the ceiling? I mean, Ethan's going to defend. Yeah, he yes. he needs to make more shots from the perimeter. I think yeah. for him to really be a weapon out there, but uh, you know, is the ceiling is certainly higher with other guys, but Ethan is going to be solid. I I think you can say that. Yeah, you know, my two my two concerns are again figuring out the rotation and uh, you know still athletically, uh, are you going to be able to play Colvin? Like, are you going to play him? Well, is he re- is he years? is he ready? Right? Is right. he ready to play high major yeah. college basketball on a yeah. team that is legit yep. Final Four good? Yeah, that's, yep. that's a question mark. That's but I like him. I like him. I listen again, Zach Eadie's a monster down there. Uh, nobody can stop him. The fifth one. Okay, so we agree with all of our first four. The yep. fifth one, I'd be shocked if you agree with me. Okay, I'd be shocked. Do you want me to go first? You want to go first? I'm gonna go first. Villanova. Villanova. How about that? Villanova. Justin Moore and Eric Dixon still know that Villanova culture, right? They're left over from that. They they know what it takes. And then you bring in a bunch of really good talent. I mean, tra- their transfers are, are good. Yeah, their transfers are really good, good Rob. Really they good. A, they have like, a good roster. Old. If they don't yes. win this year, that that's there's a problem, right, with the roster yeah. he's put together. And we'll get to that because Kyle Neptune will be one of the coaches that that has some pressure. Do you worry about Mark Armstrong running the point, though? I think Justin Moore is going to run the point a lot. I do. I think think you're going to have to put him at the point. I do. Yep. That's your best lineup at the end of the day. If Armstrong's not ready, which, again, if he's ready, that's great. You play more. What what are you going then? Moore, Hakeem Hart, Tyler Burton, Longino, or TJ Bamba? No. Yeah, Bamba's going to play. Bomba can score. And then the Eric lane. Dixon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a hell. I mean, that's a big ass team, too. That's a lot of length. You no, know, I mean, it's just everybody's six, six, four, six, right. five, and up, right? Other than Dixon in the middle, you've got a lot of length everywhere else, and you've got a lot of experience, Rob. A lot of experience on that team. So, yeah. But you've got to, but I mean, you've got to put it together. I mean, that's yeah. going to be the thing. There's a lot of yep. new faces. Totally. You do have a good core of guys that have won, but. And you, you don't have Jay Wright anymore. I mean, that, that's you do not. Be, you, that's you, the big question. Of course, yeah. that that listen. If Jay Wright were still coaching that team, Rob, you would have them as one of those. No, five teams. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. Right. That's the only reason you don't right now. Yep. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Who do you have? Um, Who's your fifth? I'm going Marquette. I, okay. I'm going to go with Marquette. I just think with the point guard play that they have and then the, well, who they have back in their starting five, I think Igadaro could be one of those guys that just breaks out and has a massive year. You've got Cam Jones back. You've got Stevie Mitchell back. You've got David Joplin. He, even without Omax Prosper, you know, he goes to the league and they still have a really talented team. I think they're tough to play against. And they have dynamic guards. So I, I think Marquette is a team that can – can get it done and win it all. Yeah, I was just going a little outside the box with Villanova. A little outside uh, the, the Nova box. pick is interesting because they're you yeah. look at the roster, they do have a really, really talented group. Yes. They don't have a lot of holes other than again, if you want to say point guard play, but my take is if you go Armstrong and Justin Moore, it takes a lot of the pressure off of Armstrong too. Yep. You know what I mean? So, like, I think they can play that way. They can then play with Justin Moore at the point. He's not a traditional point, but he can handle it. Not a lot of guys are going to go after him. And he's a year removed now from the injury. Yeah, um, no, all right, I'm, glad, I'm glad he's back and he's healthy for sure. Me too. Me too. All right. Let's 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 go on to our next topic, uh, which will transition. Uh, 
from Villanova to Kyle Neptune being one of the coaches that has pressure on him. Again, yep. it's year two. Like, I get it. Kyle Neptune's not going to be fired uh, sure. unless they're horrible. I mean, unless they're just so bad. Yes. That, yes. that would be the thing. Which they're not going to be. He had a yeah. tough go last year, right? You had to replace Jay Wright, and you had major injuries right out of the gate. You didn't have Justin Moore. Um, you had your top freshman that was hurt all preseason in the first part of the year. Um, you didn't have a point guard. I mean, you, you legitimately didn't have a point guard last year. So it was completely unfair. But having said that, now he's got all this talent, and there's going to be some pressure on him, although – Rob, the good thing, and maybe it's only because Kyle Neptune's the coach, it's not like a lot of people are picking Villanova. They're not putting him in the preseason top 10. So he'll have expectations, but they may not be, you know, expectations to go to a Final Four, even an Elite Eight. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Are, are we putting, like, a number on this, 1 to 10? or? Yeah, like, well, either either that or, like, what does he have to do? To, to be okay. After if he made year. the NCAA tournament, I feel like he'd be okay. Even though that roster, I would say, is needs to be better than that. Like, if yeah. you're giving a 1 to 10 rating, I'd give him a 4. Yeah. If they miss the yeah, tournament, there's there's problems in Philadelphia there. Yep. But if if they make the tourney, I really – I think that they'd be, be like, fine. okay, we're trending in the right direction. Yes, I, I would agree. You can't not make the tournament with that roster. If you do, yeah. you'll go into year three on the uh, squarely on the hot seat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, I I agree. I agree with that. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's incredible how easy it is to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash good. That's linkedin.com slash G-O-O-D to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. The the elephant in the room here is John Calipari. And, uh, well, I mean, listen, he's had a rough go, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, he hasn't been to the second weekend since, what, like 2019? Yeah. 2019 was yeah. the last second, second weekend he's been to. Um, what are they preseason, like 17? Yeah, I have somewhere in that. You know, 15 to 25 range, I think, is fair. They're a freshman-laden team, but obviously you have Antonio Reeves and Trey Mitchell. But we got to remember, like, Antonio Reeves was a good player, not a great player last year, and Trey Mitchell's been a solid player wherever he's been other than UMass. Right? That, was a great, that, was a, that was a great call by you saying he wasn't coming back to school. That was really well Who? Who? Antonio oh, Reeves? Reeves. Yeah, didn't you say he was taking classes at, at Illinois State? Factual. That was factual. You said he wasn't coming back, and now I'm no. I said it looked like he wasn't coming back. That was that <laughs> it was the way like we spent it. It looks it was, like it. Yeah. Until no. until they gave him a rule that that said that he wasn't going to be eligible, he would have been gone. He would. So you know that's the other part of Kentucky that kind of worries me, Rob. Like Antonio. Now I know he's he's back in now, but like at the first sign of these freshmen maybe jacking up shots, is Antonio you, you Reeves going to? You worry about the chemistry, huh? potentially like yeah. don't you the kid obviously didn't want to be there well and i i worry just about how does how does the offense work because the offense has just not been it's a just strength it's not a strength yeah that's a good way to put it not not a strength for kentucky the last couple seasons i think the pressure on cal to win is is hot uh for numerically i'll go eight i think that just the kentucky fan base is so thirsty to make it past the second round of the NCAA tournament they they, they got to get to the second weekend I think for yeah. there to be nothing about Cal this offseason yeah again you know 33 million is still what he's owed so it's like is and anybody I'm, gonna I'm not saying they're gonna fire I just think the right. heat continues yes. to get turned up I'm not saying fired but I'm totally. I, I know he's owed a totally. lot of money yeah no I I'm I'm kind of with you there it's like you know 
could somebody write a check or they, yeah, maybe if it's that bad this year, which I don't anticipate it's going to be that bad. I think they're going to be a tournament team. Um, I think they're going to have their, their ups and downs this season because of their youth. And because we don't know if Aaron Bradshaw is healthy and uh, how much he's going to play. And, but I would say, I agree with you that like, he he raised the the, the bar so high early. Well, early they, it was just like every year they're going to be in the final four, right? And their talent yes. was so insane too. Right. Not that their talent is bad now; they still have talent. But yeah, you know, it, you look at the roster that they had with the Anthony Davis team. I mean, yeah. I guess the weakest link in the starting lineup probably is Marcus Teague. He's like a McDonald's All American. You know, yeah. you've got I, Kid Gilchrist, you've got Terrence Williams, you've got. And Darius Miller came off the bench. It's right. insane. Right. <laughs> He's really good. No, He's I, for eight years. I think eight is probably accurate in terms of like the heat on Cal. Now, again, does that equate to firing him because of the money? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, now there's an offset too. Like if he took another job, they're not going to owe him $33 million, But yeah, but sure. you can't go into it. You don't know. You don't know. So you're still – you know, having a the 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 worst case scenario would be owing him thirty three million dollars, and I don't think anybody at Kentucky wants to do that. Okay. Um, all right, next we will go with Hubert Davis, which is a really interesting one. I mean, yeah. super interesting because again, they were average two years ago for most of the season. They turn it up and they go on this crazy run to get to the title game. Come back last year, preseason number one and become the first team ever to go from there to uh, spectators in the NCAA tournament. So now year three, can they have another year like that, Rob? I would say, and it, like, I don't know if they don't make the tournament again, which again, I don't think will happen because I think RJ uh, and, and, and Baycott are too good. And, and Harrison you know, Ingram and Cormac Ryan and like that. Yeah, I, I agree. They'll, they'll make the tournament, I think. I think you think, but, but again, let, let's go, let's go worst case scenario and say they don't. Yeah. I mean, does, does that like, how much does that, that run? I mean, I would say the, the heat is nine, but the, but the next year is the year yeah. he's, he's a Carolina guy. He's right. made it to the national title game. And he's the nicest human being. And he's, and he's well-liked. And everybody likes him there, obviously. Yes. So I, yes. I think that there would be serious pressure, but I yeah, don't but think they would fire him. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. I, and I think as long as he gets in the tournament this year, it's not going to be enough, but it'll be enough to like take some of the pressure off. You can't go two years in a row without going to the NCAA tournament at North Carolina, especially when you have two guys that are potentially All-Americans, right? You yeah. Baycott is an All-American, and RJ is like, a fringe all-american like he he, right. he could become an all-american this year I, i'm really intrigued to see jalen washington he, he's been hurt since high school yeah. Northwest indiana kid yep i i really can you play him with baycott can you play him together that's the problem can, yeah i mean can he, can he step out and shoot i can't say i've seen him play a lot i've heard yeah, a lot about him. i haven't seen it haven't seen and baycott that. told me baycott told me he wants to make at least 10 threes this year that's baycott shooting made threes one, this year he's made one in his in his career so 10, 10, 10 times. That's what he wants. Yeah, he wants 10 threes. So uh all right, Ju- Juwan Howard. This is right up your alley. You're you're Harry Big Ten. Uh, so tell me what Juwan Howard, who inherited a great culture from Beeline. Yeah. He went to an Elite Eight the yeah. year of the, the the bubble. He went to an Elite Eight in the last two years, although they went to a Sweet 16. They did go to Sweet 16. Ago. Yeah, right. But right. they barely got in. They were 11 and 9 in the league last yeah. year, 11 and 9 again, didn't go at all. And then you have two first rounders and an All American, and you don't go anywhere last year and you lose them all. And this roster looks very, very underwhelming, does it not? Yeah, I, th- I think compared to what they had three years ago, you know, there's a lot on the shoulders of Olivia Kamwa. There's going to be a lot asking of Namari Burnett. Um, I, I think there's some real, qu- how does Conwell play with Terrace Reed? You know, can Doug McDaniel take a jump? He played pretty well as a freshman at the yeah. point. Um, all things considering is Jalen Llewellyn healthy. Is Juwan Howard going to be healthy? You know, right now, I don't, I don't know what his kind of status, status is with, with his hard thing. So yeah. 
uh he had a procedure i think that if they are bad the the heat is 10 i i really do now again he's a michigan guy um yep but i i think there would be serious heat on on juan howard if he doesn't make the NCAA tournament this year i don't know if he'd be fired but it, it would be it would be close and next year would have to be make the tournament yeah all these guys are in a similar position to me and we'll get to the last one in a minute, but all these guys to me are not going to be fired after this year, but would all go in if they don't make the tournament or like in Cal's case, if he doesn't get to the, the, the second weekend, I think it's, they all go in next year with a ton. They're all in the hot seat next year. Yeah. If I wonder though, if Juwan Howard gets some reprieve from this, the, just the perspective that they've had guys committed, Terrence Shannon, um, yeah. you know, because of NIL, NIL and, and because of yeah. the academics and because of NIL stuff, they haven't got these guys into school. Yeah. Yeah. That's more so academics maybe. with those two. I mean, maybe the school says, all right, we, we shafted you. The roster would have been a different story with Terrence Shannon last year. Obviously. I mean, he, he would have made yep. a difference. So, but I don't know. They're, they have had such a good run since I would say 2013 on. Since like the Trey Burke sophomore year yeah. team, they have been in a late yep. program. Yep. And that's not what this roster looks like, I would say. Uh, last one is Chris Holtman, Ohio State. Uh, got in the tournament every year. He's, he got in the tournament every year since he took over as head coach at Butler. And, and then last year, except last year, I was getting there. I was getting there. Yeah, you're getting and there last slow. year, they were terrible. They were absolutely terrible with talent. They finished, I think, 13th in the Big Ten. They finished okay in the in the Big Ten tournament, but they lost like 13 games in a row, I think, at one point. They were awful yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, new team, for the most part, you know. Um, I we're think we're still it. with like a, a core of some young guys in Zed Key. Yep. That's the but I think guys. Key's going to come off the bench. No, I think Akpar is coming. That, that yeah. dude is right. going to be nice. Yes. He yes. ended the year last year when they made their little run at the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Bruce Thornton, Roddy Gale, yeah. and and Akpara are the yeah. are the core. You have key yep. off the bench is a is a good option. I think Jamison Battle has a chance to have a real bounce back here. If you watched him play at Minnesota two years ago with some talented guards at the four, yeah. he was effective. But last year playing the three and having to be the guy was a different story. He was a little hurt. I think he could be really good at Ohio State. I think Ohio State is a team that's flying under the radar. As for the hot seat, if Holtman wasn't to make the tournament, I think the seat would be hot. I think yeah. it would be yeah. really, really same hot. same issue again. Same deal as all these other guys. If they get in the tournament, other than Cal, I think Cal's got to do something in the tournament. All the other ones, if they get in, yeah, they're okay. But, but Although the, the Ohio State, State roster is talent. I mean, Scotty Middleton's a talented freshman. Dale yep. Bonner can play from Baylor. Evan Mahaffey, the Penn State kid, has a chance. He's like a six-five athlete. Yeah. They, and the guy's coming back, like you said, Roddy Gale. Does he pick up where he left off? That, yeah, he was great. The and so was Bruce Thornton. Bruce Thornton was too. Thornton's going to be good though. Thornton, I'm not worried about. I know what I'm getting out of Thornton. With yeah. Gale, I don't know if he's going to pick up where he left off. Well, hopefully, he's had a good summer in the weight room. He needed that. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, all right, our last, uh, our last topic. The most kind of important players in, in, in like in the country, sort of. I don't even know how you 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 define I, I went this. Went with just teams that I thought were going to be really good and pick guys yeah. that I thought would. So I'll, I'll start. Sure. My, my first sure. one is Dewan Harris. How can you yeah. keep the mouths of all these guys yeah. happy? How can you feed everybody? Can you make enough threes along with your other guards to keep defenses? Yeah. You know, he was forty percent last year. He needs yep. to be there again this year. Not on high volume, like two attempts a game, yeah. but just to be a threat. But the way he sets the tone for them on defense, the way he's going to get them into offense and just facilitating and making sure everybody gets their shots, I think Dewan Harris is super important for Kansas. And I'm going to go with another Jayhawk. I'm going with Johnny Furphy. And I know it you sounds weird. Play? Oh, he's going to play. Yeah. yeah Have you yeah, seen him play is what I asked. I didn't say he's going to no, play. But, but, no, but they – what I know is how important he is because he can make shots. And I'm not sure Timberlake is going to be consistent enough. How, how big is Furphy? 6'9", 6'8", 6'9". 
but he's still big. Yeah, he's thin. He's thin. He's not. They physical. play. They play him at the three. Yeah, and he knows how to play, Rob. He really knows how to play. That's the scout on him. Is he moves the ball? He can make shots. He can put in the floor. The physicality is going to be a little bit of an issue, but he's, he's an Aussie who, again, I think they're counting on to make a, a major impact where I, I understand what you're saying about Dewan Harris, and I agree from, from the perspective of making shots. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got because you can't rely on Hunter Dickinson to be your best three-point shooter. You just can't. And I'm not sure I trust Timberlake. To be able to do that, what, what I, did Timberlake I, shoot last year? Like thirty, really good. Yeah, it was 40? like forty. It was close to forty, if not forty. And you don't think with Hunter out there, he's going to get good looks and be able to do I, that? I don't know. I don't know if he can stay on the court if he can't guard. That's what I'll say. That's my worry about him. If he can't guard, is Bill Self going to keep him on the court? He, if he makes shots at forty percent, he will. But the moment he gets down to where he's shooting in the mid thirties, no, I don't think he's going to play. You're expecting the worst from my man, Nick Timberlake. I'm just saying, like, who knows? When you jump <laughs> up a level like that, who yeah, knows? That's true, but I do think he's going to get some really high-quality looks. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. All right, I'm going to go next. And I'm going to go with your boy, Braden Smith yeah. at Purdue. I am. I, I think he's super critical because, again, Payne didn't bring in another point guard. He didn't. He was loyal to Braden Smith. Lance Jones is not a point guard. Well, I He's think not. rightfully so. I mean, he earned that. Agreed. I'm just it's saying like the pressure should've. is still on him. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like the pressure's been alleviated off him and there's another option. Braden Smith is the guy. He's the most important guy for Purdue because he's got to make shots. He's got to handle the pressure, which he didn't do at the end of last year, whether it was that he wore down or he didn't have enough help or he was right. a freshman, whatever it was, it was too much for him last year at the end of the year when they they started coming. Yeah. And can he handle that? Can he make shots? Can he lead? Can he do all those things? I, I think he is super important. Yeah. I'll I'll just say this is not one player, but this is my fifth, but I'll put him second. I, I went with Purdue's supporting cast because yeah. from, from watching Fairleigh Dickinson yeah. Yeah. and that game, yeah. I mean, they literally just quadrupled team Zach Eady and said, anybody else beat us. And and yep. they, they, they turned did. it over and they, they, it was just brick city from three. So yeah, for Peru to reach its ceiling, the supporting cast has got to do its part, and Braden Smith's a part of that. But um, we'll see if if they are are ready. I'm sure they've heard about it all summer long. So they're they're raring to they're yes. they are hungry. They are yes. a hungry group. Uh, my next one is Jay yeah. Nakins. I talked about him a little bit in Good the one. Michigan yep. State. I just think if Michigan State is going to raise its level and be the team that we think they can be. You know Tyson Walker is going to be good. A.J. Hogard is A.J. Hogard. He might be a little up and down. Jeremy Fears is going to have a chance to impact games, but I think Jaden Nakins can take them to the next level. I think his foot really stunned his growth last year, even with that. Shot 42% from three. He's great in transition. You know, is he can, he can he just take his whole game up another step? If he does, Michigan State is going to be really, really good. I'm going to go with Trevor on Brazil. Is is uh is my coming back from injury. Yep. I don't know how long it's gonna take, but man, was he freaking good last year before he got hurt. The dunks he was having, and it didn't oh. he shot like 40 from three? Yes, yes. Limited you don't see limited a mixture of athleticism and shooting yeah. like that normally. That's, Rob, that's a if pretty he can rare... do that. I mean, if he could oh, do make... 36 from three, right? Like, how are yeah, you not it. taking he's him great. in the lottery? How are you not? You would. I mean, he's freakish. He I mean, and, just and again, with that combination, like such such a talented, high upside guy, and they've got enough good pieces around him. Um, so I think he could be the key for Arkansas in terms of being able to go deep. Yep. Um, my next selection is I think you might have him too. Cool. Caleb Love. Yeah. All all yeah. accounts are that he yeah. is fitting in well. Yep, with the yep. Arizona Wildcats. Yep. And I just think because of the way that Tommy Lloyd likes to play, where it's ball movement, player movement, cutting, passing, it's going to be an adjustment. How how does he fit in with that? If he fits in well, he is a playmaking guard that can shoot from three. I, I am fascinated to see how this works. By all accounts, good so far. Yeah. But um, if he's that guy, Arizona's going to be – they are going to be nice this year. 
if there is a picture next to the words X Factor, uh, it would be Caleb Love, right? Yeah, it would. Sure. It would be Caleb Love this year. And and again, I've heard the same things you have rave reviews about Caleb Love as a as a teammate. Tommy uh, Lloyd was really high on him at Pac-12 yeah. Media Day and the way yep. he had fit in with the team. He was really high on him. Listen, I again I hope I hope he's gonna guard uh, because that was the biggest Again, for me, it wasn't so much about the it was the shot selection was something we were kind of used to, right? Like, but there was just some games. It's like, okay, th- this is like, yeah, yeah, no doubt. But but <laughs> like, but you can live with that, Rob. At times, you can live with that because well, yeah, when he's on the heater, correct. But correct. when it's the opposite of it, and he's not, I mean, that's that's a problem. But I can't live with the defense. I couldn't live with the defense last year too. See, I thought it, some you the know, shot selection was just so detrimental to the team because then it screws your defense. Yeah, you yeah. take a bad shot yeah. and you're starting the break. Yep, that's right. All right, who's your? We got one more. Yeah, I'm going to go Tristan Newton in honor of Rob Doster. I just think if they're going to be good, he has got to be high level. And he could be. I mean, watch him against San Diego State, high level. Watch him in some of those games where he got triple doubles, high level. He'll defend you. He'll, but I think consistency has got to be there. If UConn's going to be really good this year, Tristan Newton is going to be really good himself. So I, I went with that. I'm going Justin Moore. Villanova again. You know what I think of Villanova, and it, it, yeah, he national showed, like, good, You said he showed he was almost back last year. What did you say? I said you said they're national championship good. I do. I think if he if he is healthy a hundred percent, um, I just think he's so underrated, versatile, shoots the shit out of it, can run the point if you need him to. Good size. And again, well, a, I, those Villanova guards on those teams were like linebackers. I mean, yes. they're six four, six five. They're huge. Yep. No, so I, I, I. He's a great story. I, I really hope he has a monster year. I, I hope he just kills. He deserves it. Hey, before we go, uh, what do you? What's your take on having uh, a preseason All American team with four bigs and a guard? Yeah. Ty, Tyler Kolick was there with what Hunter and Baycott, who played AU ball together, by the way, for Team Takeover. Uh, I tweeted out a a nice picture of Hunter in his uh, haircut earlier today from back with team takeover and Zach Eady and Kyle Filipowski. So four bigs and one guard. You like it? I I think it depends on how you define this team. If the team is defined as the five best guys going into the season. Yeah. If it's supposed to be two guards, two forwards and a big, then no, you would hate this team. But I think if you're talking about the best guys in college basketball, well, Eady's one. You'd have Filipowski, you'd have Hunter, you'd have Ryan Cockbrenner, you'd have Donovan Klingon, and you'd have Armando Baker. So <laughs> you could have had, honestly, all, all five bigs. of those guys yeah. and and made yeah. arguments for those dudes. But Kolek, I think, is deserving. And then after that, you'd get into the kind of the next tier, which would be a bunch of guards, whether that's Tyrese Proctor or Max Acemas or Tyson Walker or Justin Moore or Trey Alexander. You know, that's when you start getting into that those groups of guys, but I don't think any of those names should be above the five that are on there. The only two that I really think have beef would be Ryan Cockbrenner and Donovan Klingon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Klingon's still got to earn it, right? Like Cockbrenner did it no for doubt. 30 plus minutes. Klingon played what? 10, 12 minutes. I mean, again, freshmen have been on this list. So I'm not saying Klingon doesn't deserve no, it. No, but now it's his way. time to step his game up, right? Like right. It's, it's his time right. to show that he is that guy yeah. on a higher volume. He is an yes. All-American. I think he will be, but right. he has not proven that. Ryan Kalkbrenner, and we talked about this a little bit with the uh, our drafts that I just destroyed you in. He was a guy that, like, he should be drafted. He should yeah. be on one of those teams. Yes. But yes. because of the fact that we were only each taking really two bigs, he wasn't taken. But that's... You know, he should use that as a slight. If I'm him, I'm furious. Like, how could you not take me? Look at what I've accomplished. I hope he yells at you. Actually, I'm going to see him tomorrow. He's probably going to yell I mean, at me. you didn't take him either. I know. He's probably going to yell at me. You took – who'd you take instead? Hunter Dickinson and Armando Baycott. I did. Hunter and Armando. I took the team takeover deal. You I did? Took him. That, your team is so bad. We're going to get those two on here. So you can, you can talk shit about my team. When those two come on our pod and you shit all over them, how do you how do you think they're going to be then? Look, I got to defend my guys. I I'm an excellent <laughs> fantasy football player and I'm an excellent fantasy drafter with the new regime. 
the new way of thinking. <laughs> the last year you got destroyed. the new way of thinking. All only productive people. Only productivity is on my squad. And I fell for the Hummel 1.0. And I started well, you were also some... drafting like a moron. Like I draft a center. There's seven dudes you could take, and you're like, all right, I'll match that and take. <laughs> Why would you not All take right. like Tyler Kolek or someone that's different? I've had enough of you. I've had enough. This podcast is over. This is I've had enough step. slander. I've had enough slander on my, my, my team. All right. My team will not. My team is just going to go out there and earn it. You know what their that's biggest problem is? You know what? Not their talent. The fact that their GM is a moron. That is their <laughs> biggest issue. And Listen, their coach. I'm going to assume that we, we coach these teams too. By the way. Uh, I just picked up a new pickleball racket the other day. It doesn't matter, dude. You better start. Honestly, in Phoenix, I'm going to embarrass the shit out of you. I shot 73 uh, four days ago on the golf course. Fire performance. You played. I bogeyed 18. How many times do you think you played this offseason? Legitimately. I hope hope 100. I hope 100 times. I bet it might have been more. (laughs) Wait. Well, this. How many offseason days were there? April? I mean, April, April 4th, you started playing right away. You were on the course like April 6th. Well, I was actually, I played in Houston twice. April, May, (laughs) June, July, August, September. I mean, it's basically almost six months. So that's a hundred. Yeah. You probably had about 160 days. I bet you played a hundred of them. I think I probably did. I hope I did. But my my off season got started right at Blue Jack National Tiger Woods course in Houston, Texas, at the Final Four. That was great. All right, goodbye, goodbye. I'm not <laughs> great talking episodes. about this. Great. Episode. I'm not talking about this. All right, we'll see you next week. Good minute, Hummel Pod. Uh, I got to get to work. Hummel's got about two more weeks of vacation before he actually starts working again, and then we're gonna hear, "Oh, Robbie Hummel, I see him every night. Look at how hard he works. Look at how hard he works. The dude hasn't worked for six months." I was, the media, I was the media. I was the media days. I I work more on stadium. You were employed by stadium, and I swear <laughs> to God, I've worked more there than you ever have. So I don't know what you're talking about. All I know is you dropped a profanity on stadium the other day. <laughs> I was told you it might was, be fired for that. You, might you know be what? If it happens, it was on the clubhouse, which is a streaming thing. I picked up the wrong stack of cards, and I I said shit. <laughs> I've never done that before, but I did. I think right, they, we'll they took it with week. a grain of salt. We're, we're okay. But see you guys next, next week. week uh, <laughs> I will be home next week. Uh, you will be too. I know. I mean, maybe if it's nice out in Chicago, you might hit the golf course. But other than that, you're doing jack shit next week. So we're going to – we're getting into a little bit of a rhythm here. All right, no I think t- tomorrow's my last day on the course, I think. It's going to be 76 here in Chicago. Ooh, boy, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, All right. Good. All right. We'll see you next week. This is Bruce Pearl. Sean Shire. Sean Miller. I love the Field of 16. I listen to you guys every morning. Are we still live? UConn wasn't on my radar. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, the only way to keep up college basketball is through the Field of 68.